the door behind you you're now in the green room yo everybody welcome to the green room i'm Kedi emmanuel a bassist and guitarist today we're talking to kiara yankson a bassist with jamaican roots her information can be found in the description wherever you're listening to this i had fun talking to her and i know you'll enjoy listening in today Remember, the green room is open to all Caribbean instrumentalists, even those who don't live in the Caribbean. So, if you're interested in talking to us, shoot us an email at lucianmusicians at gmail.com. Remember to like, share, and subscribe. Now, let's get into music. So, folks, welcome to the green room. Uh, Y'all know me, I'm Kedi Emanuel, and I'm in the green green room today with Kiara Yankson. Kiara, tell the people hello, please. Hi, everybody. <laughs> yeah, so Kiara, you know, I just want to hop right into it. Um, folks, I know y'all might have questions and stuff. Uh, if you're not in the arena, um, you know, the deadline for questions already passed. I'm not going to pretend to be able to read your questions while listening. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, um, so feel free to react. Uh, I hopefully I see the comments and stuff after, and then we can address it uh, when we post the green room live uh, on Wednesday of next week. All right. But thank you for joining us. If you're watching, this is the first time we're using this whole new setup where you can see our faces and you see what we're talking about. Because <laughs> before, y'all could just see me talking, but y'all can see the lovely person I was talking to. You know. So today, today's a whole different day. We are new levels today. All right. <laughs> So, Kiara, you know, it's, it's been a pleasure to feature you on the platform and, you know, it's a pleasure to talk to you today. So I'm wondering, I'm hoping that you can tell us a little bit about your story, a little bit about how you, how you were introduced to bass and music. All right. All right. Yeah. So originally, like a long time ago, I played keys and I used to go to my, um, piano teacher's house and stuff to do lessons and stuff like that. And then um, I started seeing actually two female bass players um, at two different places. One was my friend in eighth grade and the other one was at a church that is by my house. I was like, oh snap, I didn't know we could do that. That's cool. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I didn't know we could do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was shit. <laughs> but um, I went to my church and I was like, yo, I want to play bass. And the bass player was like, oh, for real? Bet. And he literally gave me a four-string Ibanez, a case, tuner, um, chord, everything. And I was just like, all right, cool. All right. All right, I'm about to learn this thing. And then I pulled up to my piano teacher's house with my bass. And he was just like, what's that? But anyways, he taught me <laughs> he taught me the major scale on bass. And that's how your it all Your piano teacher did? Yes. <laughs> so, so that's so that's your hidden secret there, right? You learn from a piano teacher, not from a bass. <laughs> but um, after that, I just try to learn from YouTube. Was my best friend. Okay. Um, but besides YouTube, I try to learn from everybody that I'm around. Like, I try to pick up at least one thing from people when I see them play. Um, even if they're not bass players, because to be honest, like being a musician, period, has like certain. They everybody has to do certain things to like get better and. So you can get um, wisdom from any musician as long as they're doing stuff, as long as they're doing what they're supposed to do. 
You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, so yeah, that's that's how how I started playing bass. Um, <laughs> but tell me when when you because you you did mention that YouTube is you know the bread and butter, right? A lot I've heard of a lot of tutors and people that have their own their own thing, their own platform, right? Talk about how YouTube isn't great for learning stuff and YouTube isn't very good. You know, come to the defense of YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> In YouTube's defense. No, um, YouTube, there's so many I don't I, I personally don't see anything wrong with YouTube because all the fundamental things that you need to know for base, there's so many different people teaching it. And so not only is it all out there, but there's different people with different personalities, different ways of teaching that you can find who works for you and actually learn. Um, and then on top of that, you get to see, I hear people talk about back in the, um, back in the day, how if they wanted to like study somebody, they had to go to a concert with them in it or buy the VHS tapes or something from the live recording and study that we have the opportunity to study pretty much anybody that we want to study if they're on YouTube. All right. And that gives like a whole nother dynamic and a whole nother edge that may not have been there with um, pre YouTube age or whatever. Um, but I don't see, I don't, I don't see anything wrong with it. Everything's there. Theory's there. Um, there's people talking about learning by ear on there. There's people um, just shedding on there and you can expose yourself to that. I think that if you use it correctly, then it can work. When I first started, I was not using it correctly. What I was trying to do was I was looking at bass covers and then copying exactly what that person played. And then I would just play it like that forever and not really add anything to it. Um, but I mean, I learned on my own in my own time that like, okay, yes, you can, it's great that you can play what they play, but playing bass is your fingerprint and your voice in a conversation. So you need to eventually, you know, find your own sound and develop your own uh, style and all that stuff. But if you use it correctly, it's an enormous resource. Like, it's endless. It does have an end, but, you know. You sure you're not being paid by YouTube to say all this stuff? Because <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a speech you rehearsed and you memorized. <laughs> Look, they should sponsor me, but I'm not sponsoring now. <laughs> Hold on. So I have somebody, you know, I, I promised, I promised you I wouldn't be looking at the comments, but somebody just told me that they can hear you, but they can't hear me. So folks on the live, is that still true? All right. All right. Cool. Yeah. That, that's my, that's my partner, Ty there, you know, coming in clutch. Big up yourself, Ty. <laughs> yeah. So a while ago you mentioned that there, like when you first discovered bass, right? Or you saw a lady playing bass, and this is why representation is important across the board in everything, right? Um, you said you didn't know that we could do that. Now, I wanted to talk about that. Why do we see so few women playing bass or instruments? Uh, well, a, a lot less than there should, should be, in my opinion. That's a hard question. I feel like I, was, I used to think that there were just so few females doing this, but Instagram, being on Instagram and stuff like that, I get to meet a lot of few musicians and um, people inboxing me like, hey, I want to learn this and stuff like that. Like you said before, though, um, representation matters. So if 
people like when I was younger and I didn't see any bass players that were female or really musicians for that matter. At that time, I didn't know keyboardists that were female or organists or anything like that. Um, it took ha seeing somebody do it for me to like really be like, oh, like I've always loved bass, but it took seeing it for me to really start the journey. Right. Um, and I think that may play a big role in it. Like the more females get into it, the more females will be inspired to get into it. Um, but there are actually a lot of female musicians I'm seeing now that I, they've been around forever and I just never knew, but they're out there. And, and I feel like as time goes on, there's going to be a lot more females coming into um, musicianhood. <laughs> musician. <laughs> so uh, right before the live, we were actually uh, mentioning Thea Cook. So Thea, uh, if you see this, whenever you see this, big up yourself. Uh, she, okay. she is a phenomenal uh, female bassist. And uh, yeah, so big up yourself, Thea. Uh, personally, when I post Solution Musicians, right? Because one of, one of the things I like doing the most uh, especially when it comes to solution musicians, is just seeing all the talent that's across the region, across all these different countries, and discovering especially female instrumentalists. Like, when I find a, a good female instrumentalist, I do a little dance, which nobody <laughs> does. <laughs> all right? I really appreciate the female instrumentalists, and I'm really about there being a lot more, you know? So, as I said, representation matters. Uh, we need... Uh, the women to pick up the guitars, pick up the pianos, pick up the drums. Pick them up. Pick, <laughs> pick them up. The pick, pick up the whole piano. <laughs> pick it up and start playing, man. Because it, it's just needed. And I like seeing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Most definitely. Though. It's, yeah. it's always a good thing when I see like um, more females getting interested in, in music. Not music, because there's a lot of females in music. I'm going to say as, um, musicians and things like that, it really, it blows my mind. I'm like, yes. <laughs> but it's, it's a good thing. I'm, I'm really happy that, um, at first, like, uh, one of my mentors here in New York, uh, she would get on me for, I don't really like being in the spotlight at all. Like, if I, I remember when I first started nice. playing, I used to kind of hide. <laughs> I used to kind of hide on stage. You don't need to lie. <laughs> I'm, I'm being so serious. Like, no, for real. Like, I used to find a corner on stage or off stage and just, Put myself behind the keyboards behind the organs i did not like people to see me because it just i just I'm, I'm i get nervous very easily but um then like she would be like why don't you like no one of my uh, mentors in huntsville was like why don't you stand and play we were doing a um we went to new orleans for thanksgiving weekend and we we're playing at the church because like, why don't you stand and play some of the females are talking about how they want to be musicians i was like I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um and then i come to new york and my mentor on um, one of my friends here and mentor here she she was like get it together like you have the ability to um spark interest in people and get people to do something like why are you like acting like that and i was just like mm. <laughs> yeah man you have to break out of that chill and rise up you understand rise yeah. up. so um you know i'm not like the best or anything like that but if i can share knowledge or share um like insight or anything or just even just be there so that people can see that famous could do that and pick it up themselves like I guess that that's what I need to do you know what I'm saying so yeah no, absolutely um and at it's very at it's very core 
music and musicianship is all about bringing people together. And that's one of the things that I love about it the most. Um, I want to segue into something quickly because I don't think there's ever going to be a point in a conversation where this is going to be a smooth segue. But I want to talk a little bit about the madness going on in America. (laughs) Because... I was not expecting that word. (laughs) But it's madness going on. Like, how you have a... Like, I think you're the first... You're the first Caribbean person living in America that we've had in the green room. And so I, th- I have a responsibility to have you be the spokesperson for the entire country. <laughs> and first of all, tell us about this whole George Floyd protest and racism stuff. Like, what's going on? <laughs> it's a heavy topic. Um, well, that's been going on for a long time. I think that um, we've been fighting, I mean, for generations, you know what I'm saying, since the whole slavery thing began. But um throughout the past like five years there's been a lot of public um like we've been able to capture it on camera and so a lot of people are are um becoming aware of what's happening and then you have like the reason why george floyd um went so hard it's just like you have all this stuff in the world happening everybody already feels unsafe you know from covid from uh, coronavirus and all that stuff and we've already been dying constantly at the hands of um, law enforcement. Now, I just want to say, like, not all law enforcement is bad. And I'm not going to say that, that they are bad. Um, but there are some in the bunch that um, tend to not do what they're supposed to do. And George Floyd, um, people, there's always an excuse that people say, oh, if you stop resisting, then they wouldn't do that. Or if you're not doing anything wrong, they won't do that. But George Floyd showed a lot of people that, yes, you can be cooperating. He was not resisting. You know what I'm saying? You can be cooperating and still get killed. You can um, be calling out for your mother. Like, you are not any threat anymore. You're on the ground, and they still kill you. You have a check that apparently um, turned out to not be a counterfeit at the end of the day, and that's what he died over. And then on top of that, you see the response that people are having to this. So it kind of like kind of became the what is it fuel on the fire for everything um and then the protests happened and things like that it's this is like years of pe- decades and centuries of pent-up um feelings from both sides of the issue that is erupting now it seems um and it's crazy like it's crazy i mean personally speaking it's like it's, you know that there's good people out there um, from every race, from every color, from every profession. So it's like this dilemma where it's like, okay, how do I operate in this, in this world where I don't, I, I have to trust. I have to trust. And I don't know that when or if my trust will be betrayed in some way or another by people that are supposed to be helping me. And even by people that are just, that are just regular people. Like um, there was this girl that was sitting in her car with her grandmother and somebody pulled up to her window and shot her dead. She just graduated mm-hmm. from high school. You know what I'm saying? You're seeing all this stuff popping up on your, on your Facebook and just seeing these videos and like hearing these news reports. And it's just like, it's crazy. <laughs> it's really crazy. So, so hold on, let me ask you a question. Right. And I just like to ask this question sometimes just to have people understand. Let's say today I walked up to you and I told you, all right, all right we're done. 
all this foolishness, it, it's done. What we're going to do is we're going to take all the black people in America and we're moving everybody to the Caribbean or we're moving everybody <laughs> <laughs> to, to Nigeria. We, we, we're just done with all of it. That's it. It, it didn't work. We're going to call it a day. It didn't, it didn't work. All right. So we're taking everybody somewhere else. What would be, what would you say to that? There's so many things that come to my mind. I'm trying to like format my thoughts. Um, okay. First, I would say that just because... I said this. First of all, this is not any of our country. <laughs> all right, this belong. This land originally was inhabited by the Native Americans, so we can't even say that America really owns America. I'm just gonna put that out there. But um, to say that if we're being hated and killed by group people, that the solution is to leave and not deal with the hate and not try to kind of I don't want to say fix what's happening, but but that's try the best. That's better. the best way to deal with a problem, you know, is leave to run away. <laughs> That's the best way. If you have a problem, just leave. Give up. <laughs> I don't know. Like, and then also you have to understand that some of these people, um, black people, they've they're they've lived here, their family has lived here for generations, and to move to a whole other place is also gonna be a whole other cultural shock as well. Um Yeah, but we moved to America and we have cultural shock. We survive. That's true. We're fine. That's true. But the I just feel like man, I feel like leaving a place instead of People want us to leave instead of dealing with their demons. We, if we just up and leave without having people deal with their demons, this country, honestly, this country will never be great if people don't just, I mean, okay. I feel like this is, this is like, what I'm saying sounds too ideal, idealistic or whatever the word is, because I know that there's never going to be a world where everybody just loves everybody. There's That's never going to be a true. world where people don't hate people, but Everybody just everybody just goes to their, their individual places and we're all fine. Right? No? I mean nah, that's I'm just I'm just pulling your leg. I, I don't believe that. <laughs> I don't believe that's the solution. And I agree with you that uh injustice in injustice injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. Right. And so that's true. even if uh, African-Americans and black people were to leave the U.S. and go to somewhere else, um, there would be another another obstacle, something else that we have to overcome. And so what we have to do is our best to change the situations that we're in wherever we are, you know. So, see, I, I can say something, right? That was a good summary. <laughs> <That> was... <laughs> just tied it all together. <laughs> you know, I, I, can, I, I just like to joke around, man. You know, I'm just pulling you over. I was like, I don't, it's such a like deep topic, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, and it's such a deep topic. I know even people looking at this right now, whether you're on the live or whether you're watching this later on, uh, you're kind of exhausted from hearing about racism all the time. Like, even though it's something that we have to deal with, you just get tired of being bombarded with anger and problems and you know sometimes you just want to free up yourself and just try not to think about that for for when you don't really have to think about it you know what i mean yeah um but that doesn't mean that we're absolved from the responsibility that we have to pick up you know so folks yeah. i'm saying this if if you can do something wherever you are do something uh, and this is me using my platform to you know 
cause some positive change, you know, right? So you heard it here first, I think. Um, <laughs> so let's segue back into, back into the music a little bit. Um, what would you say your dream bases or like your dream rig? Let's say I could snap my fingers right now and give you exactly Ooh. what you wanted. Exactly the bass you wanted, strings, rig, anything. Oh, okay. strings, okay. Um, definitely a warrior. Um, I don't remember the exact name of the type of warrior bass it was, but um, I was in Guitar Tensor. I used to live there um, <laughs> in Huntsville. And they had this bass come in. It was heaven in wood. Okay. It was the most amazing. <laughs> It was the most amazing bass I have ever touched and played. Like it, it was amazing. But it was like two thousand dollars, so I was like, "All right, I can't <laughs> afford this." Um, now, but if I ever had to get a bass, I would definitely be going back to that bass um, as my dream bass yeah. when I get the money. You know what I'm saying? Um, in terms of an amp, I or bass head or anything like that, I don't think I've found my favorite one yet. Like I've heard ones that sound good, but everything sounds different with your own touch and with your and how you play your bass and things like that. So I haven't been able to play on that many rigs to really know like this is the one. All right. Um and strings, I'm still shopping. Right now I use um like Thumb Up, Marcus Miller and um hey, Dario. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I love them so far. Like so far I haven't found drinks that I love more than those. Yo, Marcus Miller's doing a lot of things right when it comes to bass. All right. I have a yeah. sire. And I stand by it. The sire is the truth, man. Don't sleep on the sire. No, don't sleep, man. Even the stock strings that come with the sire sound great. You know what I mean? Yeah. For me, honestly, if I were to answer that question, I would want multiple basses. I would want an MTD. I would want a Fender Jazz. I would want... uh, uh, I can't remember the name right now. Is it Warrior or Warwick? Something with W. There's like Warwick and Warrior. Or Win. I think it's a Win base. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but Saya, MTD, uh, uh, Fender Jazz. <laughs> you have to have the Fender Jazz. There's no, <laughs> you have to have it. You cannot have the Fender. Oh. No, I can't. I don't. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I would, de- I would definitely I mean, have a, a bass mod too. I would throw in a bass oh, mod. Oh, bass mods. Yeah, that's what Absolutely. a lot of my friends are trying to put me on to, bass mods. I can, I love how Fender does sounds, but I don't like how it feels. It's like actually playing it, my hands. Like, I don't like how it physically feels. Because okay. the neck is like really thick and like the shape of it is, it just, and then the act, I don't know what it is, but all the Fender jazz is I played the action. <laughs> It's a workout, though. I mean, that's that's a good. Part that's what I like about it, though. Like, you have to you have to stretch out. I'm trying to show my fingers. You have to stretch out, you know, and actually really hop into your form to really yeah. enjoy your Fender Jazz. You know what I mean? But yeah, I love how it sounds, though. It's it sounds beautiful. It yeah. has like the perfect balance. For when it comes to amps, I think I would uh, sit with uh, TC Electronics, uh, Mach, you know, those Mach Heartbeat. amps. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love those things, you know. 
I have a confession to make, and I'll make it right here on the podcast because I okay. don't care. Y'all care doing things. It's a big man. <laughs> I still don't have. I've never purchased a bass app ever. I've been playing bass now for over a decade, and I've never bought an app. Now I'm not saying I, I never will, because eventually I will. But I've always found a way around buying an app. At first, it was because wow. I didn't have money. I didn't have any. Money. True. No, they can be expensive. They can be expensive. But then I started working and I still never bought one, you know? And this guy put me on blast one day. He was like, yo, how, you, how, how are you a bassist and you never, you don't have an app? And I was not ashamed. I said, you know, I get by without it. It's okay. You survived this long. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you know, but okay. I'll, I'll buy one eventually. You know, I can get around it forever, right? And I know there's people judging me right now saying Damon <laughs> Damon probably even playing bass, you know. But hey. I'm open I have broad shoulders, you know. So the next thing is where do you see like let's say you, you told us your dream rig and your dream bass and all that. Where would you see yourself in the next let's say the next five years? If as can, a bass player or life? Life. Give us the whole deal. <laughs> bass playing, life, the whole deal. Cool. Wow. Okay. So for life, I would be finishing grad school. Okay. That's cool. Um, in terms of a career, um, <laughs> okay. After grad school, my plan for a career, I want to open my own medical technology company for like medical devices. Um, and just finding like unique ways to solve issues. So even if it means inventing techniques and procedures, and not just like hard uh, hardware and stuff like that. But that's my dream, like in terms of um, a career. When it comes to music, like music has to always be a part of my life. Like I don't think that I can just, I can never up and be like, yeah, I'm done. Like I can't. And if I ever do that, y'all need to check me. Nah, we'll we'll be at your door with picket signs, shotguns, <laughs> <laughs> the whole deal, tear gas, pepper spray. We're ready. We protested. <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> nah, but um, I don't really know where I would be, where I want to be, though. Like, I definitely want to do more in terms of recording. Mm. Um, being on tour would be nice, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, would, I would love to, like, <laughs> go on tour. That would be cool. Um, I don't really know. Like, I guess I just I want to go where it takes me. And, you know, um, wherever... Um, my gift makes room and also wherever God leads me to be because sometimes sometimes we have the wrong motivations and that can lead us to go to the wrong arenas um so my like playing bass for me is a couple of things one first of all I don't know if anybody else has experienced this but your musical journey seems to be so interconnect like connected to your life journey there's a lot of things i learned as a person right. from playing bass so it's for me a, a way to grow in more than one way um two it's it's a way of expression and communication there's some things you can put in music that you just can't find a way to put in into words right. so um it's a form of communication it's a language and it's it's like emotional support <laughs> um but it's also a way to bless people, other people music is something that 
can connect people, can help people to feel certain things, can help people out of certain things. Um, and I want to be able to, to be, able, I want to be able to help somebody that way. Um, if like me playing some notes can, can really change my life. Maybe that's too dramatic, but have some sort of impact on nah, that's real, <laughs> another person. That is real. No, like, <laughs> don't even say that's too dramatic. That is real. There's some things that you do on your instrument and, you know, especially as a worship musician that change the whole atmosphere, change the whole vibe. And that could be the difference between somebody being open to a certain idea or concept that they were not otherwise open to, you know? Exactly. So I definitely, I want to be able to put myself in a position um, to be able to do that no matter how long it is from now, two years, three years, five years. But um, I just, I guess I'll just go wherever it takes me. Um, I don't have any like specific goals. Um, I just want to get better. I want to grow and I want to be able to bless somebody. So that's. So basically what, what I hear you saying is you're going to be Kiara Stock in five years. <laughs> and you're going to be changing the world on your base, right? <laughs> Did I get that right? I'll take it. I'll take that interpretation. <laughs> so tell, tell me though, and I know I can say this on the podcast because you have it on your Instagram. Uh, I believe it's biomedical engineering, right? Yes. You're studying that. For some reason, I, I'm a mechanical engineer by education. For some reason, there's something between engineers and music. There's something about it, and I don't know what it is. If y'all watching on the live right now, if y'all watching this later on, tell me, t tell me if y'all, y'all have noticed anything about this. Like, I don't know. Musicians always seem to be engineers. Or in science, period. Like, yeah, well, science. music is a science. So technically all musicians are scientists <laughs> or involved in science in some way or another. You know what I'm saying? Um, I don't know if it's, being born with a scientific mind that makes that, um, you know, leads you to be interested in music or if it's being, or if it's just the ability to think a different way. Hmm. Um, that um, helps in both arenas, um, both engineering and music. I don't know what, what comes first, but it, there is, like, I've seen a lot of people, like a lot of people that um, are musicians have like this a kind of scientific mind because art is science, science is art. But um, I don't know. I don't know what comes first. But there definitely is some sort of connection between science. Yo, I'm, I'm telling science you. Let me give you a story musician. real quick. Let me give you a story. Right. Okay, story time. <laughs> I um I was at a rehearsal one day, and it was a, just a group of my friends. We were all in the we were playing in the DMC band, the Deliverance Mass Choir band at Andrews University. And um, during rehearsal, I can't remember what it was or how this came about. But I said, music is like math. That's all I said. Music is like math. And the guy on the piano, a keys, wanted to slap me, you know. It was a whole thing. That one was... <laughs> <laughs> because he, he was vexed because I, basically he was thinking that by comparing music to math, you, you, you're basically... I guess making it too technical. Music is technical, but 
a musician is able to convey that in a way that makes it seem less technical. Like, for instance, as a musician, every note has a place. Every note has uh, a specific feeling that comes with it. And every lick that you do has a technical basis. Every chord that you play has a technical basis. Everything that you do in music has a technical basis. But when you are playing that and, and really performing that technicality, I don't know if that's the proper phrase, but performing that allows the, the audience or the hearer to interpret it in a more interesting way that takes away from technical, not takes away from technicality, but to a person that's not a musician hearing music, they're not going to be sitting analyzing what kind of skill was that? Um, <laughs> what, was that the fifth note from the one or is that the seven? Must be an A flat, Z flat minor. But um, <laughs> like to a, to, a average, to a person that's not a musician, when it is communicated to them or shown to them or when they're hearing it, it loses the technicality and becomes more of a feeling that you're that you're conveying. Um, so I can see both sides, but it is technical, like in the actual, like, like at its basis, it's technical. But we should be able to convey that, convey what we're playing, um, even the techniques that we're using in a way where it's received as feeling, as a message, as something other than just I'm playing a B flat chord or I'm playing this. If that makes sense. Nah, I know exactly what you mean because on <laughs> my end, I feel like it is a mixture, right? A mixture of technicality and artistry. It's like you, you're using the yeah. technicality as the paper on which you're painting your canvas. You know what I mean? So yeah, when I I was trying to do air training with some vocalists the other day, yeah, as much as I could, and <laughs> and um. You know, I have to add that, you know, little disclaimer for the folks, you know. But the best way I could describe, because I don't have perfect pitch, right? Mm, and to the, to the people with perfect pitch, screw you, okay? We don't Donate some to us, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> Donate that perfect pitch. Yeah, but I don't have perfect pitch, but w eventually I got to the point where I know how the four feels. I know how the five mm -hmm. feels. Yes. I don't know how to describe it. I just know what it feels like. Yes. You know? Yes. And you might not even need to hear a one in a song, but you know that whatever note is being played right now, oh, that's a five. That's just how the five is. Yes. That's the personality of the five. You know? Yes. Yes. And that is both technical and artistic. That's true. That's true. I agree. That's a good, that's good. That's a good way of putting it. I agree with that. Yeah, that's man. Good. So I don't know. To my dear friend who wanted to slap me, you know, <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to take this clip and send it to you. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, man. So we're almost coming to the end here, but I, you know, we can't have any podcast or show without talking about COVID nineteen to some degree. I'm not going to ask you about oh, how is it, what's it like in New York, but <laughs> I want to ask you like. Do you know anybody in your family or anybody that's been affected by it? By, um, in my direct family, no, but I've had friends that had the virus, um, some that recovered and some people that are part of like my church family and that, that didn't make it. Um, from one of my churches, over 20 people died. Um, what? 
during the pandemic um, from my, from the church I played on Sundays, I think only one person um, died, uh, but it's hard to not know anybody that's affected being in New York, especially because New York was a, a major hotspot at some point. So there was a lot of people that, that were affected by it. Even my, um, one of my students, I, I'm sorry, I teach high school right now. Um, I took a gap year off of school. I, I taught high school for the last school year. So um, even some of my students' parents and some of them got COVID, um, their parents got COVID. I don't know if, um, the reason why one of their parents passed was because of COVID, but he did pass during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. So like, it, I, I know a lot of people that were directly affected by it. And I know some people that uh, didn't make it. And I know some people that had it and made it through, but it's, it's really, people don't take this thing seriously, man. But if you've been in New York, there's no way you can't take this. Thing if you've been in any, any place that was really impacted, like you can't just say, yeah, no, COVID's fake, it doesn't exist. Man, people are really dying. Like at one point we had 700 deaths per day. They were loading bodies in refrigerated trucks. You know what I'm saying? Like that, you can't just look at that and, and go back to life thinking, yeah, we can just act like nothing's the problem. We act like everything's cool and just go everywhere without a mask. You know what I'm saying? You can't go back to that mentality. Yeah. Um, it, it's really, it, it's it's rough, but I'm, I'm glad that like in New York, at least um the numbers have been really good recently um shout out to governor, governor cuomo um <laughs> but the numbers have been great um there has been of course with the protests and everything there's been an uptake in cases but it has not gotten back to like what it was so i'm grateful for that like every win is a big win when it comes to covid um so yeah for all those out there keep safe please like take care of yourself make sure you're you're thinking about not just yourself but other people as well um we might be young but we're gonna be in contact with people that might be susceptible might um have a harder time with it and also we're seeing that people our age are now like succumbing to it without even having pre-existing conditions so take care of yourselves guys like don't take this for granted for real um really like pay attention to what's being said take the proper precautions you know, we don't have to be throwing parties right now. Okay. Yeah, people care. Do Zoom parties. Party, you know, yeah. <laughs> but no, on a serious note, like, bro, like, we need to really take care of ourselves, especially um, being in a Black community where Black people are, you know what I'm saying, suffering from this at a higher rate. So we really need to be careful. You know? Yo, I went to Jersey because I have a lot of family in Jersey, right? So... I went to Jersey um, about a month ago. And while I was there, you know, I'm riding around in the car with my family and I look outside the car and boy, people, nobody has a mask on, you know. And coming from, coming from Boston and looking out, it's like, yo, y'all braver? Like, <laughs> what y'all doing? <laughs> What y'all doing, boy? Like, people just walking around with no mask. This guy was out jogging, sweating, COVID all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> sweating COVID? <laughs> you can see it. You can see drips of COVID. <laughs> that one was spreading COVID all over. And I was just in dismay. Like, what? So, yeah, man. I encourage people, you know, if you're listening to this, um, you know, definitely 
try to try to follow the guidelines. Thankfully, in the Caribbean right now, we don't have too many cases. Yeah, um, that's um, that's great. Yeah, because real community spread in the Caribbean would be damaging. Huh? It would be very damaging because that would just spread like wildfire. So, <laughs> folks, you know, let's give thanks and try our best to make sure that we don't get to a place where it actually does begin spreading around. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, man, but coming out of the doom and gloom, <laughs> uh, if you were to, I know at the beginning of, the, of our conversation, you mentioned that if you, well, you mentioned that you used to play the piano before you played bass. So yeah. is there any instrument that you feel like, okay, let's say today I came to your house, I knocked everybody out and I, I left with your bass, right? <laughs> <laughs> and not only did I leave, not only did I leave with your base, but I left with all your base skills and knowledge and everything. And you now have an option to choose another instrument, choose something else that you would then pick up and carry forward in your journey. What would that be? Organ. <laughs> I I love organ, Hammond organ. Like I have this thing I say um, that bass, guitar, electric guitar, and Hammond organ national organ are like the instruments of the soul like they do something different man like they touch <laughs> you but anyways yeah i'm i'm actually trying to learn how to play organ right now right. it's small you mean, steps you mean you're <laughs> learning you mean you're learning you're not trying to learn okay. no <laughs> you're right yes i'm learning how to play organ right now and man first of all i gotta say all those organists out there <laughs> What do you say? Big ups? Big ups to you, man. Because this instrument is no joke. Yeah, man. It's no joke. There's so many things that go into it. Anyways, yeah. Uh, definitely organ. Definitely organ. And if you left with my organ skills, too, then I'd probably pick up electric guitar. <laughs> um, after that, I don't know. Oh, drums. I want to learn how to play drums. I really actually want to learn how to play drums, too. After organ. I really don't think I have the limb independence to play drums, you know, and it makes me sad, but we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> we're going to find a way, like... Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're not going to talk about that one. <laughs> yeah, man, but... What about you? What, I mean, do you, do you play another instrument? Um, so tonight, part? so tonight is going to make 250 hours on the guitar. <laughs> the hours? <laughs> No, so, okay. no, no, let me tell you, everybody laughing when I tell them. So I'm doing a thousand hours, right? And the reason I'm doing a thousand hours is because I know myself. And I know if I, if I did not have some, some sort of like finish line or some sort of um, measuring stick, I would have bought that guitar and it would still be in the corner somewhere in my room. <laughs> and I would not know how to play anything. All right. So what I do is every 50 hours, I do a little cover something to see the progress, you know, and I know like I have a spreadsheet like a nude and <laughs> I, I track my hours and that way I make sure that I practice because if, if I don't do it for a couple of days, then I can go to the spreadsheet and say, wow, well, I really slack enough. You know, I, I didn't, I should have, you know, look at all the time that passed and I didn't do anything, you know? So 
that way you have to you have to keep practicing you have to keep doing stuff so yeah that is that is my whole little my little two cents there so that's a, so um i'm proud of my 250 hours you know so Go. Hey. i might have to take that technique on and apply it to the organ because <laughs> yeah Sometimes. um yeah so definitely yeah, big up yourself on the organ. I have a story about the organ, but we're running out of time. You, you want to give me enough time for this for this story? Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. So flashback to 2009. You know, I just moved to the States. Um, and, um, you know, um, I don't have, like, the way th- certain things are played in the U.S. versus the way they're played in the Caribbean is a whole different genre, a whole different mm-hmm. frame of reference. So I was coming from a background of like Calypso gospel <laughs> most of the time and now come into like the American gospel vibe, right? And trying to do something on my base with that. And I was playing at this church in Jersey, you know, shout out to Berea. It's always a Berea. Um, playing at this church in Jersey and the organist there was a beast, right? Uh, one of my good friends, a Haitian guy. Um, beast but he was laying into those pedals like nobody's business <laughs> like I didn't exist like I wasn't a person <laughs> like, that one was playing pedals like you know I, oh man I was sad I was traumatized because he was playing substitutions for the chords that he was playing oh. on the pedals so you couldn't even really fall. You, you didn't know what he would play next. And then yeah. he was so loud that he was, he was, oh, yo, organist, let me tell y'all something on this podcast right now. <laughs> Don't do that. All right. If you do it, I will find you wherever you are. I, have, I can sense it. All right. I will find y'all. So don't do that crap. All right. Please. <laughs> you know, basis matter. Anyway. <laughs> I, I feel that. I felt that in my spirit. Yeah, man. Has that ever happened to you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. So you know exactly uh, yeah. what I mean. Yeah. I remember that first time, when I, like, one of my first gigs, I, and it was really, like, I wasn't even good. So it was just like, I understood why he did that, but it still felt, like, so terrible. It was just like, <laughs> I wish you didn't have to do that. I'll come back in, like, a couple years. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, but yeah, it, it, it feels bad because you know, like, oh man, like, they really like not giving you a chin. But it's motivation. It's motivation to get better, anticipating chords and stuff. All right. Try, try as we might, you know. Um, but it's definitely happened on most occasions. <laughs> so I, I understand how that feels. Yeah, man. Uh... It, it's definitely been a journey for me so far on this musical journey. I'm excited to keep tabs on yours because I have my my tear gas. I have everything ready for the protest if you ever put it down. <laughs> I already have it purchased. Yeah, it's in my closet right now. So, you know, I'll be monitoring, you know, and all the, the folks watching the live right now, you know, they're going to be monitoring you, you know. Folks, if you are <laughs> not following her, make sure you follow her. Her information will be in the description and caption for this episode. So don't be, don't be a wimp. Go over there and follow her and like some stuff, you know, (laughs) you know, Uh, Kiara, thank you so much for tolerating my foolishness. (laughs) Thank you for having me. No, it's been an honor. It's been an 
I'm honestly honored to be here. So thank you. Yeah, man. And while while just before we head out the door, can you? I'm just gonna give you free reign to just tell all the musicians who will ever see this episode, all the musicians on the live right now, tell them anything you want. Anything, okay. Anything you want, go ahead. Last I would part. say, um, fight through it. There's a lot of times, and I think a lot of people don't understand that everybody goes through it too. I had some that realization that there are gonna be times where practicing is gonna be hard. Um, playing might not feel the same. Like it might feel like you lost a few skills um, <laughs> when you, it's still there, but it feels like that, you know what I'm saying? You pull your bass or your keys or whatever. And you're just like, I should know how to do this. Or you feel like you hit a plateau or something, but I mean, it happens to everybody. It doesn't matter what level you're on. It happens. And you just have to keep going and keep pushing. Um, don't give up. You know, things are going to get hard. It's never going to be an easy journey all the way throughout. Um, some people are blessed, you know what I'm saying? With gifts, but, um, even even those people that are naturally gifted, there's probably a time somewhere in their life where they're just like not as motivated or um, maybe struggling with creativity or inspiration and things like that. But I guess if I had to say anything randomly, I would say uh, to keep pushing, keep fighting. Yeah, things will get better. And you might not see that you're growing, but a year from now, when you look back at the videos from that time, you'll definitely be able to tell a difference. <laughs> so, um, and don't be afraid to, I know a lot of people say, um, a lot of people don't agree with looking at old videos or like um, looking back because they think, you know, you get stuck in the past or things like that. But I feel like sometimes looking back to where you were gives you that extra push to keep going forward. Right. Like seeing that even though you didn't feel like you're growing, you did grow. And you see that um, in the videos that you had then versus now, or even just seeing how you're expressions were how excited you were to play sometimes that alone can give you that extra push to be like all right you know what i'll play like, i don't know what i'm feeling right now but i'm gonna just pull up the bass and play so yeah just keep pushing keep going it's gonna be worth it yeah all right folks you heard it here from kiara yankson kiara big <laughs> up yourself it's been a pleasure having you on and thank you <laughs> yeah that's the end of the episode folks on the live Bye, thanks guys. for joining us <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Kiara's information will be posted along with this episode. Be sure to follow her and support her journey. I'm so excited for all the future conversations we'll be having together. Remember to subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on Instagram. Like us on Facebook. All of those links can be accessed from the website www.lucianmusicians.com. You can expect an episode of The Green Room on the second Wednesday of every single month. See y'all later.